2: asinine radio this is the weekly Annoying music noises. podcast where every week we get into a different band different artists we listen to one of their records we break it down lyrically musically we do it all here on asinine radio most of it. Uh, my name is tyler and way out there hundreds of miles away is jeff while you're listening go to spotify apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only don't be that douchebag bocephus
3: <laughs>
2: yeah don't be a bocephus that what an idiot what an idiot Um, all the social media is at Asinine Radio, we have a Discord server if you want to join that, let us know, we'll send you the link we have a phone number, you can call us, text us whatever you want to do, I don't care the phone number is 503-893-5307 so do that and um, that's all I got for the boring intro, let's get right into it, what are we doing today Jeff?
1: we are doing uh, Slipknot's Iowa
2: not was formed in 1995 in Des Moines, Iowa, by Paul Gray on bass, Sean Cran on percussion, Joey Jordison on drums, Anders Colsefni on vocals, Donnie Steele and Josh Brainerd on guitar. They currently have seven full-length records, one demo, two live albums, one compilation, and have sold over 30 million copies worldwide. But what we're doing today is Iowa. It's the band's second record, and it was released August 28, August <laughs> 2001. The album features Joey Jordison on drums, Paul, Gra- Paul Gray on bass, Sean Cran on percussion, Chris Fain on percussion, Corey Taylor on vocals, Mick Thompson and Jim Root on guitar, Craig Jones on samples, and Sid Wilson on the turntables. So now that we have that super long, <laughs> other intro, everybody in Iowa is what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, seriously, fucking so many goddamn members. <sighs> um, all right. So what is uh, what's your origin story with Slipknots? What do you got?
1: Go. I don't. I don't remember the exact moment it was, but it was. It was. It was through you. I. I this band just. I. I don't. Don't know. Didn't care. It took a long time for me to care about this band and, and get past the, the silly masks and the stage antics, which I still think is silly. I think the masks are dumb and the costumes that you. Come on, it's just stupid. Your music's good enough where you don't need costumes. So, I yeah. I still think it's dumb. I th- I still think st- still think it's silly. Um but it was through you listening to Slipknot and and I remember in high school you liked them a lot and uh oh, I you yeah. was just it was constant constant uh making fun of you and the band <laughs> and and everybody in the band. And it wasn't it wasn't until like many years after that to where I started to like them. And it was, a, it was, it's still a process. I'm still in the process of liking them more and more. Still working on it. Still working on it. You know, it's, it's, it's a period piece, I guess, in my life. <laughs> but it wasn't until like very recently of, of Iowa coming into play of, of me thinking that this is better than, than Slipknot, Slipknot. So my origin story is, uh, my
2: old neighbor when I was a kid. Um, what was it? The first song I ever heard was Wait and Bleed. And, um, the neighbor across the street, he was, he was a few years older than me and he was like a goth kid or whatever. And I remember I was, I was in the, we had our computer in our garage and we had the garage door open and I was, I don't know what the fuck I was doing on the computer. And he came over and started talking to me. He's was like, Hey, I got this new record. You want you this new CD? You want to hear it? I said, okay. And I listened to it and I was really scared. I, I, I was genuinely <laughs> scared by Slipknot like the, the music. And then he was, he showed me what they look like. And it, I was scared, man. They, they were, terrifying you know in seventh grade when you're 11 years old or 12 years old whatever sure and then uh i think it was like maybe like a month later i heard wait and bleed on k-rock local radio station and uh and then i started to, and then i realized oh well, this band actually isn't that scary when you think about it this is actually really really cool and i and then ever since then wait and bleed when that song came out i just was just hooked just absolutely hooked to this band i I followed them ever since then, and every iteration of the band, I I get excited every time I see that, you know, they, they have a new album coming out, a new new masks. Some of them get new masks, and I, I so get really dumb. into that. It is so fucking stupid. I know, I know it's so dumb, but <laughs> I <laughs> God, I, get I, so I get so Can excited. I get so excited. Getting getting ready to like see what their new masks are masks are gonna look like, and then when they release like a group. A, like a band photo with the, with the, with them on, with the new ones on. Like I zoom in, I look, and I oh see oh, okay, this, this is what changed. Dude, I know it's fucking dumb, man. I've always done it with this band. It's just this stupid obsession I've had with this band. I love them. I love the, this band. Joey Jordison is, I think one of the greatest, if not the greatest drummer of all time, well up there, one one of the greatest. Nobody can really match his, his feel, his flow, his, his feel, his, technical ability and his groove his swing everything was just he was a perfect drummer like through and through amazing amazing songwriter but we'll get more into that later but yeah that's my origin story with uh with Slipknot was was Wait and Bleed when that came out and um yeah
1: there you go okay Okay. so what are what are
2: your first impressions on Iowa
1: so like like I I don't remember the first time I heard it through and through but it had to have been at some point after, after hearing like "Wait and Bleed" and "Duality" and thinking like, "Okay, the Iowa is just these guys are just too crazy. It's too crazy." Let me go back to <laughs> to listening to Third Wave Scott and, and pop punk, and yeah. then uh, it wasn't until like recent years, like years, like honestly, since I've been in Arizona, where I really realized that like fucking Iowa is just what Slipknot did in their first album. Iowa just did it more hatefully. <laughs> they are they are really aggressive in their first album, but it's 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 by a band that in, that wanted to do something different. Iowa is by a band that fucking hated it, hated themselves, hated each other, just well, a lot of hate a lot of really bad guys in really bad places and Iowa comes out and it's it's kind of the most like depressingly aggressive hateful albums I've ever heard it's yeah it's true. really good it it's it's it's, I, I compare things to Pinkerton a lot Because I know it so well it, It's like listening to Pinkerton and saying like Wow I can really hear this guy falling apart Through his emotional Connection to his music Iowa's like dude I can really hear this band Like they may not have been a band After Iowa They, they, they damn near may not have been a band after this How much they hated yeah. each other How much fucking drugs were involved in this How this, this record was just chaotic Through and through even like Ross Robinson got yeah. fucked up during the recording in this process, and <laughs> it's like, dude, this may yeah. never have th- this band may <laughs> cease to exist after this album. It's, it's it's unbelievable how much hate is involved in making this album, and I think that's why You're it's totally so right. damn good for me. I just I just like, wow, they channeled all that that negativity, nothing but negative, right? I there's like no yeah, positive things that positive any band right. members ever said about this album except that they love it. Other than that, it's like no. This was the fucking worst part of my life is recording this album. It's like how the hell did you make it past this? Maybe it's all just part of the gimmick. I don't know because th- this band is a gimmick. But maybe it's all part of the gimmick. I don't know. But god damn, dude, like the music shows. This is a this is nasty stuff. This is nasty, nasty stuff. Yeah, but I mean,
2: when you think about it, you know, it's nine guys. Nine guys in this band. And, you know, they they all come from like a kind of rural part of the United States. They're not used to this kind of fame, this kind of extensive touring. You know, when you, then you throw drugs and alcohol into the mix, that just makes it way fucking worse. And I, I mean, if you watch videos of this era, especially on this tour, when they were touring this record, you could just tell they hated each other the way that they talked to each other. I saw this video where, where Sid jumped into the crowd and lost like this like, Ten thousand dollar camera, and Corey was like, like about to fight him. Like Corey was about to beat the shit out of Sid, like screaming at him and pushing him and shit. And like they were just constantly at blows. Like they wanted to kill each other. And had they not after this record, had they not gone and done like the solo st- or the side stuff, like Stone Sour and Murder Dolls, Slipknot would have never come back, without a doubt. Like they needed that, that outside kind of experience outside of slipknot to like realize oh okay maybe slipknot wasn't so bad i've grown and then they get back and then, then they do volume three but yeah no they i mean everything i've read and everything i've seen during this cycle this album and touring cycle they they truly hated each other it's crazy but <laughs> it made for crazy. great it made for great fucking songs and then you brought up ross uh, you know he broke his back uh right when they started recording this record dirt bike right because he's a huge dirt bike rider and he broke his back uh writing and he still came into the studio on crutches and fucked with the band while on crutches like Ross Ross is a there's nobody like Ross there truly is not he's he's one of the most unique insane producers or people in the music industry you know he's just there's nobody like fucking Ross at all just, not even, close. I, I, it not even fucking close
1: it is true it right? is true i like uh, this Every band that is that that we've ever talked about that puts out an album during a period of their of their tenure where they've hated each other so much is never great at best it's it's good entertaining it's fun but it's never great this yeah. is this is great and then you got like the guitarist right the guitarist what's the, the from the Josh. Was, what's the other one which one isn't there another one, Jim or something, James? Jim's. So J- Jim
2: Root was the guy who he didn't really play on this, or, or no, he played on Iowa. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of something. Yeah, he was yeah, mad Jim, about the first Jim and one. Nick. Yeah,
1: he was yeah. pissed off about the first one because he came in late or something and didn't have like a lot to do with the first album, and so he's already all fucking pissed off and he's already wanting to do more with this album, and so then they're mm-hmm. leaning on him to do so, and so now it's like it's like okay, well you know like like put up or shut up. Let's see what you got. And so like those are big shoes to fill because that first album fucking blew up and it was insanely big. But now yeah. like like Jim is, is forced to write music because you know he wanted to. He, he wanted to. He wanted a more active role. But now he's being forced to do it amidst everybody kind of like breathing down his neck the whole time, being a douchebag yeah. to him. These guys are fucking horrible to each other. and And that
2: and that first record that first record was primarily written by joey and paul and sean as well but mostly joey and paul wrote that first record riffs everything like that that is their that's their baby that's their thing and then to to bring in the other guys more so on this record that's kind of why i feel like this this record is stylistically a bit different because it wasn't just those three guys it was more of a band a little bit more of a band effort and uh I, I, was trying, know, this, I, I, I was trying. I was trying
1: insane. like, I was trying like all week to think of a band that put out a record during a time of, of that should have been like a hiatus, really. That that was so yeah. aggressive for that band. That was just so noisy. That was just like, let's just play everything as hard as fucking possible because I'm pissed off at everybody. I hate myself. I hate my family. I hate my bandmates. I, I <laughs> can't think of any other band that like did it and then still like stayed together. The way Slipknot did for for X amount of records, because even even like like the the percussion parts, right? Even even like Sean, his his percussion things, which people make fun of, like how many percussions do you need in a fucking band? And like more so <laughs> than Slipknot, Slipknot, you hear these fucking percussion parts. You hear them. Yeah. they are in the fucking front. They are like the loud parts of these transition parts. You hear, I think they're called timpanies, timpanies. Those yeah. huge fucking drums. Bad, you hear yeah. those. And like that's, he's not just climbing on top of them and shaking his head like in the videos. He's actually playing these very very <laughs> loudly. <laughs> I don't know like what that even means, but you can hear him, and you couldn't yeah, really you hear, him hear him in, in Slipknot. Slipknot, but this one you see, hear I
2: disagree. I, I I think no, I th- I disagree on that. No,
1: part. there are two songs in here where like those those percussion parts are in the front. They turn them up in the mix. They're in the front. They are the solo essentially, or the lead parts of that song. You never had that in Slipknot Slipknot. You never had the percussion part, not the drumming, but the percussion, these wacky fucking instruments that really don't belong <laughs> in metal music, being in the front in, as, as yeah, a lead, yeah. as a transition. Mm-hmm. It's fucking oh, wild. Man. It's
2: weird. It is. It totally is. Um, and then, you know, Ross, Ross, bringing it back to Ross, he... Um, he knows how to channel this kind of anger. Like he knows how to provoke these band members and, and get the best performance out of them and just make them fucking rage. And it, it it's just any other producer, any other studio session, if there was this much animosity with a band, the whole band would crumble in the studio and there would just be, it would just be a shit show and there wouldn't even be an album because they hated each other. But Ross was able to, to, to gather that, that energy and just, throw it into the music and that's something unique and special that Ross possesses he knows how to how to talk to people he knows how to push people and and really fuck with them when he needs to I mean we've talked about him on the pod plenty of times before but you know on the first record on the first Slipknot record he was throwing shit at Joey while he was playing drums he was throwing potted plants at Joey while he was playing just to piss him off and just to kind of make him fuck up and just kind of annoy the shit out of him to get that 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 aggression that he wanted to hear in the drums so it's just that's the kind of shit that ross does i mean <laughs> fucking and wild then back then i mean especially in the 90s and early 2000s he made it he made it that like if you were playing guitar or bass he made you stand up and play all your parts standing and not sitting down because his thought was well if you're going to play these songs you're going to be playing when you play them live you're going to be playing them standing up not sitting down so you need to be standing up when you play these. Even if they're hard. If they're, if they're too hard for you, then don't play it.
1: Which is, I because mean, at first I 100% agree.
2: Yeah. And he would just, and the way he, like, gets in with the bands, like, he'll he'll talk to each member and, and what, they, what they're what they playing. And then he, he talks to them about, like, why are you writing this? Why did you write this these lyrics? Right? Why did you write this riff? Like, what does this mean to you? And then he'll, like, push them on, like, on why, why does this piss you off? Why did you, why did you write this riff? This doesn't sound good. Like, they, he'll, he'll just like push people's buttons until it, they just kind of want to explode. Like Everybody that talks about Ross say how much they love him and how much they hate him at the
1: same time. <laughs> how much they because love him, they, how much they never want to work with him again.
2: They, exactly. That's why most bands never work with him more than once. Korn did it three times, and the third time almost killed Jonathan Davis. Like Literally, it almost killed him. And then you know Slipknot did it twice. Limp Bizkit did it once. At the drive and did it once. once. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, the Cure only did it once because if you did, you ever read anything about the Cure sessions in two thousand four? Oh, he got. I mean, yeah, there was some crazy, not crazy stories, but like he pissed off Robert Smith really bad. I can only
1: imagine Robert Smith and and mixing with Ross Robinson, two -hmm. different very, uh, I, I approaches to music.
2: Yeah, Ross has even said in interviews that he regrets those sessions because he treated he treated uh Robert Smith like he was 20 years old. Like like he wanted Robert Smith to make that first Cure record again and not really realizing that, you know, it's 20 years, 25 years on, like that's never going to happen. So he kind of he's always said he's regretted that. <laughs> but um but yeah, I don't so know, Ross good. is he's fucking he's insane, man. Read anything about him. He's he's fucking awesome though. Love the guy. We'd yeah, love to meet him someday. So Would really love to meet him.
1: I don't know. Nah.
2: <sighs> All right. Um, left Behind. Let's get into that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Since
1: we already played it. I only so, got a, I only uh, got a couple songs on the album that are, that are actual okay songs for me, and that's one of them. Really. Yeah.
2: Well, so how many bangers do you have? Let's see. I have one.
1: Two, because I assume you have no stinkers, because... No, it's talk. Yeah. I think I only have one okay song. It's just Left Behind?
2: Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. You're so dumb.
1: I, I have a couple songs that I listed as, like, low Bs, because I got, I got lazy with, like, listing bangers. Okay. So I put, like, low B, <laughs> mid B. <laughs> but, like, my top, like, seven, they are, are fucking legit.
2: All right. Well, Left Behind is my 8B, so
1: I really like that, that song.
2: I do. I think it's a fucking great song. I, know I don't you know do. why you because you, you like balance. What, and you what, like stupid shit, so that's fine. <laughs> what don't you like about this song? I'm really
1: curious. I it's get real. really deep about the singing. <laughs> just, whatever. Get it out of there. I, I like how
2: that. he. I like the way he goes from the the singing to the screaming in within the verses. Like it's not just like a screaming chorus, then a big soaring, or a, a screaming verse, and then a big soaring chorus, melodic chorus, like. He's just kind of throwing it in randomly. Well, not randomly, but I mean, it's just, it's very balanced, a good balance of it. I think it's a fucking killer song. Really kind of crunchy, high guitar, you know, riffs that just should not sound good. But for whatever reason, it sounds awesome in this. Joey's, Joey is so perfect that he doesn't overplay on this song at all. Like He plays to this song 100%. There's nothing super flashy about his playing. And I, I love that. I just love his songwriting capabilities. He's the fucking best. Man, I'm just gonna gush all over this band. I don't give a fuck.
1: I mean, he he. As far as like individual performances are concerned, I probably, I'd probably list him as like the best, and then the second would be Corey Taylor. But it's really close. But as far as like okay. instrument, actual playing instruments, I mean, it's 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 no match. It, it, it's not even close. Joey no, is the no, best no. actual musician. On the album, on the band, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. So that Uh, it's an okay song, whatever. I don't
2: care. Just okay. All right. Okay. I guess enough people have heard. I guess if people are listening to this this episode, they've heard this song enough. So, what, what do you have lyrically on this one?
1: I mean, we have, I have like fucking 25 Bs, but that's fucking Okay, we then we'll, no, we'll move on. This is, we this song's about like we'll, the the friends Corey had when he made, when he was sleeping under a bridge in and, in and, and Des Moines, Iowa, I mean, he gives a shit about fucking Iowa cities. <laughs> Don't care.
2: You're right. You're totally right. And uh, this song was nominated for a Grammy in 2002 for Best Metal Performance, but uh, Tool Did not win. beat them Tool out. Tool won, yeah. yes. Schism. That song sucks, too. You know what's funny though? What about song Iowa? do you think is better?
1: Oh, there's so oh. many songs that are better. Actually, every song on the album is better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just going off of uh, backpacking on, on Iowa. Do you know what uh, do you know what play is 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 set in, in Iowa? What play? Or, or musical? No. no? Is uh, The Music Man.
2: Oh, is it? Yeah.
1: I I did not know that. You, you should I mean, know that v- though.
2: Okay. Why should I know that? Because it's a fucking fantastic musical. I don't think I've ever heard or seen that musical. Ooh, I really don't think I have. But you're you're a musical man. I'm not. Don't
1: like. I don't like this. Well, why you know, have we boys. not done Joseph the Amazing Technic of the Dreamcoat on the podcast? That's that's what I really want to know. Because I I haven't picked it yet. That's huh. why. I don't think I've even added it. I'm gonna add a little subsection of plays. No, it's on there.
2: You I, you added I, like soundtracks, I think.
1: I don't think you I added Joseph those though. I think you did. Well, let's 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 let's, let's move anyway. on. Let's move on. Yeah, anyway, yeah, let's move on. What, what's your 1B? Uh, one B? Disaster piece. Disaster piece. This is my one B. This is my That's, favorite song on the album. That is also my one B. Is it really? Yes. Oh yes.
2: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: I, I will say this. This intro here is 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 insane. Joey's drum fills in the intro are so quick and tight. I swear to God, like you, it's like blinking, you'll miss it if you don't fucking even listen to what he's doing. <laughs> It will just sound like he's not doing the fills because he's already kind of like doing an intro fill itself, but he's adding these little yeah. flourishes that they're so fast, they're so tight, they're fucking like it's like a robot. It's like a robot playing. It's like something is, somebody's programming drums here. But they don't they don't they still- like lose their their edge. It's still a like a nice wall of percussive sound. Every note that he hits is still like on its own, audible, distinguishable fantastic
2: yes and and i've seen a lot of people talk about his drumming and people always compliment him on how how not only hard he hits but how much he like he raises the stick above like i guess like there's a thing with with drummers like if you're just like barely tapping the drums or like you're barely lifting the stick up and then hitting the the drums like that's not good technique like you have to do like a full a full like actual big hit to make it actually to have good technique and everybody always compliments joey on on his great technique as well as his speed his tech his technical technicality everything like everything about this guy is fucking perfect
1: this this intro this sound right here so i watched i watched his i watched his like 12 minute performance that joey did with metallica when lars Mm -hmm. couldn't play for whatever the fuck reason it was it was like hospitalized or something. Hospitalized. Who even cares, right? Because because anytime you can have any better drummer <laughs> play drums on Metallica <laughs> with Lars, and it's cool because you can see like Joey is really playing to the songs, and it's cool because like you know Rob Trujillo is doing the little crab walk thing that he does, and and Hetfield's yeah. kind of looking at Joey like, dude, just do it, let loose, and so Joey <laughs> Joey does what he's doing here. He plays Lars's his his beats. He I think he does Seek and Destroy, maybe for Who the Man And
2: does Enter Sandman.
1: Yeah, just a bunch of like really easy parts and he plays them just basic, basic. But it's one of those things like in the intro here that if you are just kind of listening for the song, you'll miss what he's doing. But then you watch like the video and you hear the real nuance. He's adding so many fucking notes. Like so he's playing yeah two, three times as many notes as Lars would, but they're never they're never overpowering. They're never taking the front stage, they're always just like always in the back, they're always so subtle. And I just I, I cannot believe that somebody can be so subtle and so aggressive at the same time. I know, right? It's just I, I honestly I I I have no words. I have no fucking words because I cannot believe how hard he can hit these drums, how fast he can be, how many notes he can throw in there, but at the same time it's just like, okay, well I I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even fucking know. And and also considering his he has
2: a big kit. His drum kit is huge, a lot of pieces, and he every song he plays almost every fucking drum and every cymbal. Like he, there's nothing that is left untouched by the end of any of the songs. And but it's never, he is a busy drummer, but it never sounds busy. It doesn't sound yeah. like you know when you when you listen to like Avenged Seventh, like old Avenged Sevenfold when the Rev was in the band, amazing drummer. But there were moments busy, in that band busy, in those songs busy. where. It was way too much. It was way too busy. It didn't fit to the song, right? But with Joey, I don't know. I I can't I can't explain it. It's his, it's his ear. It's his songwriting capability. He's, he's just, humble. He's he's a humble, he busy
1: drummer. Yeah, Travis Barker and, is the complete opposite. He's busy yeah. and fucking egotistical shithead. Busy, busy, busy. Joey's extremely busy, but he's yeah. so fucking humble. He is so happy to let everybody else just be the band. But like, god damn, dude, the guy throws and stuff and it's just like, okay, like that's cool, a drum roll to a little, you know, bell on on, on the ride to transition to the next song. But then I'll add one other little teeny tiny note in there that's just something <laughs> fucking weird. Oh wow, I didn't expect anybody to do that. That's cool. And it's I know, gone. he's very unique. I, I
2: totally agree. And disaster piece is that is that instance because you know you, you have that, that big kind of long intro and then the whole song just ex- explodes and then he goes into that double bass part and it's just, it's fucking, in, it's just, this song is insane. This,
1: this song is, their, is absolutely insane. This is like their punker song. It's fast. It's pretty straightforward. It's just really, really fucking angry.
2: I think this and, um, and people equal shit are like the, the hardcore punk songs on this record because they're, they're fast. They're just straight up aggressive songs. They don't stop. Um, and, and the bridge and disaster piece, you know, just the the way they break it all down, and then they build back up with, and then the way Joey builds back up into the the ending of disaster of this song is 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 a masterpiece. It's truly a masterpiece.
1: <laughs> the song, the and, song is
2: fucking good. <laughs> and it, so I, I mean, I assume you watch the the drum video, the drum cam videos. Oh yeah. So so back in two thousand two, I, I believe it was, they Slim Not came out with a DVD, and it was a whole performance from their London. Their London, one of their London shows, and there's a, there was really cool on the DVD. You could go into like the special features, and and they were all numbered zero through eight, and you could choose the number, and you would just only watch the cam of that particular member of the band. So you could watch, you know, Corey only Corey the entire time. You could watch only Jim the entire time. And I remember I had that DVD, and I would just sit there and watch the three Joey songs. It was Heretic Anthem this song, Disasterpiece, and People Equal Shit, and I would watch those three drum cam videos like on a loop. I was just, I've always been so entranced by his drumming. And if nobody's ever watched those videos, just look them up on YouTube. They're, he's fucking awesome. Let's play yeah. Let's play a little bit of Disasterpiece. Okay. Sound good? Yes, sir. All right, so here we go. Disasterpiece from uh, The Slipknots. There it is, disaster piece from Slipknot. It's fucking relentless. It never, never stops. So, <laughs> let's let's jump into some of the other instruments. You know, the vocals, the guitar. What what, what do you think? What, what do you got on those things?
1: There's 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 a lot of cool build on this song. There, there there's this. Okay, so the roll, the roll and lead into the second verse. Fucking boss. It is so perfect. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite parts in the album. And then the post-chorus. I'm going just by like the the genius lyrics thing. The post-chorus yeah. part is even better because it builds from that previous one, and it it builds from that previous fill to make it better, and and just like I don't know, lets it bleed into like that third verse, and like that yeah. that kind of like songwriting, that kind of complexity from a band that is just a throwaway like metal band, right? Like like if. And I was, I was on the, I'm the same board for many years. It's just, uh, oh, slip just a, a gimmicky metal band, whatever. That's a throwaway thing to listen to, whatever. But you <laughs> listen to it, you break it down, and you think, damn, they are writing songs that are building on themselves, that are taking parts from earlier parts of the same song and, and just, I don't know, building on them to make them better, to make them more complex. Yeah. And that's see, all in like three or four minutes. <laughs> it's fucking genius, it is genius it is really genius, and there's yeah. a super sick fucking bass slide that leads into the outro, so fucking rad is there Bow. I'm trying to think is, del- is it just well, just that yeah, there's a Delia <laughs> bass bassline uh, come on, it's fucking fantastic Delia a Delia bass uh. <laughs> slide <laughs> so good this song is just it's, it's so it goddamn is. good, and that this i mean this is my i I don't know like a lot of. Slipknot lyrics. Cause I don't listen to them constantly. I've not been listening to them constantly, but this is one of the more quotable uh, Slipknot lyrics that I do. Is that <laughs> that 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 Corey Taylor one, which is goofy. It is goofy, but it's also very aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. That and first very, verse. Very controversial. And and I mean, and, the, okay,
2: let, let's get let's get into the first three lines of that first verse. I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound. I want to push my face in and feel the swoon. I want to dig inside, find a little bit of me. Yeah. (laughs) It's so, it's fucking brutal. And going through this week, the lyrics, I, dude, he has some great fucking lyrics. His, his, I guess word usage or his play on words are just, they're fucking top notch, man. He's a really good lyricist, or he was at this time. I he's, can't really say for now,
1: but he's a great lyricist for this type of music, if not like mm-hmm. the best. When I'm listening to Iowa, I don't want to dig deep because I mean, they're all pretty face value stuffs. but for the most part, yeah, that's, that's a deliberate thing that he is doing to make them face value. And so you think like, if I'm going to write music, if I'm going to write lyrics that are face value. How can I get my point across in the most aggressive way possible? It's like, okay, well, I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound. Like, that is the most aggressive way to get your face value lyric across. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we just, you just don't hear that kind of shit, man. Like, this is, uh, even, like, the most aggressive of, like, like, even, like, hip-hop, right? Like, Fuck the Police by NWA. That is the most, mm-hmm. like, aggressively upfront face value lyric, probably in hip-hop history. that yeah, is like, no, what, I agree. That, that is what, like, this is, kind of in line with it's just straightforward like here is my anger here is the only way as a human i know how to translate that anger into lyrical form this is why i'm pissed off done Mm -hmm. that's it
2: and i will say a lot of people can't pull off these kind of aggressively aggressive lyrics because they come off stupid they
1: come off silly they come off campy but not Uh, one part of this album is camp like everything about this fucking album is so is so tailored yeah, Corey Taylor. It's so tailored yeah. to be like part of this this grand gesture of 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 the Slipknot lore, right? The the cover art, everything about this.
2: Hey, I'm with you. I'm but it totally fucking like you. why does
1: it fucking work? Every piece of this fucking puzzle <laughs> fits perfectly. It does. It absolutely does. I love the cover art too. I absolutely love the cover. I think this I think is it's, like their I think it's best, the best cover up by yeah. far without not, not even close. I think it's by far their best cover. And I, I think it's so disgusting. I think it's so fucking nasty. I, I, I think it comes out at a time before the 2000s hit before people started not caring so much about what people look like and, and becoming more woke as it were to be. This is, this is like the, the, the changing of the guard almost here we have like this this fucking goat head, the devil. We're, we're looking at the devil, right? By all Christian yeah. standpoints, we are looking at the cover art of a devil. It's, it, oh, God damn. It's so good. <laughs> it uh, really goosebumps. is, man. I'm showing you, but you can't see he's not here, but I'm showing you. I actually have my arm raised and I'm showing you goosebumps on my arms. Showing, showing me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Just because of habit. Like, I, look, I got goosebumps, <laughs> but you're not, nobody's here. It's just yeah, me by yeah, myself.
2: You alone in the mm-hmm. office. <laughs> that's about um yeah man the, the the lyrics are are fucking i mean everything about this song is, is amazing um do you want to move on from this one get into yeah. the, your 2b what was your th- this was your 1b this is my 1b yeah this is my 1b oh, wow. well okay real, real, real quick lyrically though like you said none of these lyrics are super super deep but this one is about being bullied taking revenge on that person and the lyrics Pretty self-explanatory,
1: <laughs> and that's another thing too. That's another yeah. thing. We are humans, man. We are fucking. I'm flesh and blood, as Jerry Seinfeld would say. Why? <laughs> why? How come? Like every time, not every time, but a lot of the times now, we we hear we hear songs about like being bullied or about being picked on or about I don't know somebody being aggressive to you. It's always about forgiving the person. Yeah. This is a this is a breath of fresh air. It's like man, fuck that person. I wish they fuck would die. People, yeah. God, it's so good. Like yeah, like we talk I about with, like villains. Why, why can't agree. a villain just be fucking bad? Like, why do they need a fucking backstory? I'm just nobody I'm needs a backstory. Glad to hear just somebody being mad at a bully, like, man, you bullied me, I'll be fucking die. Oh, <laughs> God, <it's> so good.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love the, <laughs> the so honesty. Good. I love that. It, yeah, it is,
1: it's honest. It's fucking yeah. honesty. I know, I know. God, this, all right, is, so, this, a, uh, oh, this song is so good. It's a fucking it banger. Go all It's day. a total fucking day. banger.
2: Yes. So everybody, go listen to it and go watch the drum cam video because Joey's the best. So what's your uh, what's your two what's your number two banger? Two B. Right before people equal shit. People equal shit. That's my two B as well.
1: That is my two B <laughs> as well. fuck with it. You, just <laughs> you <can't>. cannot.
2: <laughs> I mean, honestly, these two songs could be interchangeable. I mean, some days people equal shit is my number one. Some days it's disaster piece. It's it's just the one two punch of just getting kicked in the face. Not even punch, getting kicked in the face. Yeah, because it just starts off so aggressive that just that 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 guitar riff with Joey's drumming. He hits that that snare. That the snare, the toms, the snare, the toms, and it just there just explodes.
1: a bunch of loud aggressive noises. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what can we do just to be fucking obnoxious how can we be as loud as possible as angry as possible <laughs> without saying any words and that is the perfect way to, to, to drop in that's it
2: yeah I mean, and, and, I mean I guess we might as well talk about the first song as well because it's it's relevant uh, the song death uh, it leads into it leads into or not death it, it's 515. 515 but all of, the only lyrics in that song is death and it's Sid Wilson uh, Sid Wilson's While they were recording this record, Sid's uh, grandfather died. Sid was supposed to go visit him at the hospital, um, but he ended up like doing an extra day in the studio. And that extra day was the day that his grandpa died. And he just had like a fucking complete breakdown. So Ross, you know, talked to him and said, I'm going to lock you in this this room for like 30 minutes and just scream. Just do whatever you want in the microphone. And uh, that's kind of, that's pretty much what this song is. It's just like weird effects thrown onto Sid's voice. And it's, once again, Ross doing something really unconventional and really kind of pushing somebody. And I, it's, it's
1: Ross. It's fucking yeah. Ross. But... And, and, and is Sid the one that, like, people asked him at some point, like, what he would be doing if he wasn't part of Slipknot? And he said that he'd be a serial killer?
2: No, that's Craig. Oh. That's Craig. Still yeah, the, the sampler guy, the guy, the, the pinhead guy. Yeah. He's the only Craig is the only member of the band that has been photographed the least. Like, I think there's only been like maybe four or five confirmed pictures of him outside of the <laughs> one video when they did a when they did a press conference uh, unmasked after Paul Gray died outside of that one press conference. There's only been like four, vi- four photos ever taken of him without a mask on. Keep like, the cape, how, dude. That's how, that's how hard, that's how well he conceal. he conceals his identity.
1: I like that. got to keep the kayfabe.
2: And you know what? I, I, I follow, I follow. So when I, when I, when I like a band, I follow all the band members, their wives. I follow everything. Cause I got I want to know all the behind the scenes shit. And I found out who his wife was. So I follow her on Instagram and she actually has a private account. And but she ended up adding me as a friend, but she never posts anything of Craig. And it makes me so mad. I was like, fuck yeah, I got in. I could see what Craig really looks like. But Keep the kayfabe, dude. Keep the kayfabe. She, she even so has good. a private account. She even has a private account. Ah, uh, so, so aggravating. That's good. That's good. I like but it. Um, anyway, yeah, people equal shit. Let's get into that. Like we said, that, that intro is super, super heavy. Um, and then Corey just screaming, here we go again, motherfucker. And then that riff drops that everything drops and it's fucking heavy. What a, what an opener, what, <laughs> a, what an amazing opener to a record. Corey's <sighs>
1: got a nice wave of like jumping in and out of like the scream and then like the kind of cleaner singing vocals. The, the the way he jumps in and out of is, is the best is the best here. I think he does it better on this song than he I, for sure does after this album. But I think that's what makes him like so great is I don't like his singing, but i like his his kind of like talk singing his kind of like like lazy singing i guess it was and that's that's what you hear here you hear him screaming and then like those that kind of like talk singing that's what i want from yeah. him
2: yeah well like like on the on the second verse the line is everybody hates me now so fuck it bloods on my face and my hands and i don't know why i'm not afraid to cry but that's none of your business like the the end of the the end of that last line but that's none of your business is when he starts to scream again but everything before that in that verse is just like him talking it's almost like a like an inner monologue <sighs> and then and then it's like he he's in his own mind he's getting really pissed off and then that last part but that's none of your business is like him screaming at somebody even though they're not even talking to him like it's just he's in and out of his own mind on this song and Oh, man, dude, it's (laughs) great. And then the first, I mean, outside of the here we go again, motherfucker, the first verse, the first line is come on down and see the see the idiot right here. Like it's it's so self deprecating. It's like you just can tell he hates himself and he just uses that that hatred toward himself in the music, in his vocals, in the lyrics, even though, like we said, the lyrics can be kind of silly and stupid.
1: But it's it's like you said it's works. so it's so honest it's so upfront he he is very self-deprecating he hates himself he hates himself because of the way everybody else treats him but he knows that that he he's still part of the problem he's still an asshole he's still a fucked up guy that treats other people like shit because he gets treated like shit and this is this this circle of shit and that's why all people are shit and it's just it's this cool like ride that we go through throughout the song where you feel so bad for this guy. Then you get mad at him. Then you then you feel bad for him again. <laughs> then you get mad at him again. And it's just, God, I love this fucking emotional roller coaster that he puts it through in this nasty song.
2: And, oh, my gosh. So, so like, also, you know, you get the here we go again, motherfucker. The, fir- the You know, the, it, everything drops. It's super heavy. The first verse is pretty much just him screaming the entire time. Then it goes into, like, a little bit of another, like, instrumental break and then he says it again one more time motherfucker drops into the second verse and this is where you get more of the nuance like 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 we were talking about the the talking into the screaming back into some more the talking vocals into the screaming so like he doesn't just do like it's not cookie cutter you know it's yeah. not like a screaming core a screaming verse singing chorus you know it's not copy and paste like it's v- there's a lot of nuance in these songs that, that- and, uh, with every instrument
1: That second verse has my favorite line of of the of the song too, is he's kind of like, he's kind of opening up a little bit. He says everybody hates me, but fuck them, whatever he says, Mm -hmm. and then he talks about how he's not afraid to cry. But then he says that's none of your fucking business. That's none of your business. Yeah, it's like oh cool. Like we see him open up a little bit and then immediately shut down. It's like that is so human. That is so normal. That is so, that's so relatable right like that's know, like, yeah. that's what every fucking person does you open up a little bit and like the moment you feel any kind of it's a defense mechanism you close back up and it's just, that's that's what we're hearing here we're hearing that and then it goes back into the the whole opening up again a little bit after that but i love that 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 that's none of your business oh yeah, it's so I good i love
2: that part when he screams it
0: oh like, it's talking
2: so to the screaming it's fantastic and and also the last two lines in that second verse, I want to leave without a trace because I don't want to die in this place. Ooh, that's just like straight <laughs> up. That's his depression. That's him just wanting to end it all. And I think it's a great two lines. It's it's tragic, but it's so honest. Like we were, like you were saying, there's just so much honesty in in his lyrics. As silly as it is sometimes, it's so honest that you kind of you can't make fun of it.
1: It's just so. silly because we look for, for things that are so, like, deep and complex as far as, like, songwriting goes and and, and, and lyrics. then it's like, what is what is the bigger meaning here? Like, like the Modest Mouse stuff. Like, what are they trying to tell us? What story here? And it's like, no, dude. this is just a guy that's really fucking mad, really hurt, just telling you that he's mm-hmm. fucking mad and hurt and that he wants people that don't like him to die. Who cares? it's it. Yeah. It's face sure. value.
2: Love it and then uh, and then we get the, the, that break in the song the the kind of interlude the bridge and it's just it's everything kind of stops and then Joey's just hitting that the bell on the ride cymbal that dun 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 dun. and then he just goes fucking like he plays that like hardcore punk beat that da 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 that and then he the crazy fill and it's just dude he's 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 fucking insane he's such an amazing drummer Oh, it's my good God. Stuff. I love it's that good. break. It's I love that. I love that break. That bridge. <laughs> it's pretty, that bridge it's pretty is just. Good. It's pretty good. And just how fluid he is. I it's just like no no punk drummer can pull that off. But he's playing like a punk drummer. It, he's just throwing so many styles into the just that very small specific part of the song. And uh and then it just and then it just drops back into the the come, like Corey just screams, come on, and then it's just this really really heavy part and ah oh, this song this band this album fucking hell man
1: I like all the gang vocals too the, the people people equal shit the people equal shit just yeah. like that. Just, that just that repetition over and over and over like like like, like. did you get it and then the <laughs> outro right the last thing that he says he says like got it what did he say like got did you did get I it say- or something like that he says something in the outro like, like you get it which is oh got that right yeah, I got people was right. shit. People with shit. Like people are terrible. People are fucking awful. Do you get it? And I, that's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just goes into disaster <laughs> piece. And it's okay. Here we go again. Fuck. Uh, and no breaks.
2: Yeah, no breaks at all. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if did you watch any live outside of like the drum cam of this song? Did you watch any of live videos from this? Like, or live videos of this song?
1: I don't think so. No.
2: Cause whenever they, they, they do like the, the gang vocal thing live, it never sounds good. It never, ever sounds good. Cause because I mean, Corey sounds great, but Sean and Chris, like they just don't have that. It's more of like a death metal growl. So it's not really, it doesn't mesh well with Corey's voice, but it's still cool live. But yeah, it just, it's not that great.
1: I can see how that's not, not that that's great not sounding. great. Yeah. They probably can't harm very well, and then this should be like a, a call and response to the crowd. Like yeah, Corey, people yeah, equal shit, true. and then the crowd, people equal shit, people equal shit, Corey, crowd, people equal shit. That would be cool.
2: That would be pretty sick, actually. So let, let's play a little bit of people equal shit, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. People so like here it is from uh, from the Slipknots. There you go. People equal shit. From uh, the Slipknots. So good. Ah, it's fantastic, fantastic. So then, um, <laughs> what is your uh, what's your three B?
1: Okay, well, I guess I have two four Bs here, so that makes sense. <laughs> so I guess I guess I guess one of either of these two could be my three B. Um, do you want me to see both of them, or do you want me to just go from in chronological order? Yeah, chrono. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Heretic Anthem. I listed that as four B. And I have another Let's one listed as four B, so I think I just got mixed up here. But either of these two, I guess, could be my three B. Heretic Anthem is the first of the two that could be my three B. Okay,
3: no matter what's four B.
1: Is it a B or is it a stinker for you? This is My four B. Oh 4B. damn, Gina!
2: Yeah, how can you not love this song?
1: Well, then what's your three B? Just, just do of fucking curiosity here. The shape. Okay, that's not that's not one of the other ones that were possible.
2: <laughs> I I didn't think that I didn't think the shape was going to be a B for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a low B, it's yeah. a low B, it's a low B.
1: The weird. Heretic Anthem, yeah, the, the chorus is a little goofy, right, with the 666 theme, and this is another one that I make fun of a lot. Um, All the time. But it's still a <laughs> solid chorus. It's still fucking fun to sing, <laughs> and it, it the story behind it, I don't know if that's true, but whatever. I however. think it's silly. It, yeah, I, I think it's part of the, 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 the lore, the kayfabe, as it was mm-hmm. for, for Slipknot. But, man, this was such a great role to it. In the verses... Just, like, perfect bouncy slipknot roll. Maybe the best, yeah. like, slipknot roll, like the patented slipknot roll on the album, maybe the best of that sound is here on the song. Okay. I don't know. All right. um, But that double bass, though, man, it fits so well within the song. Sometimes, like, double bass can be out of place and just sound forced. Sound like yeah, like let's just throw it in there because the drummer can do it and it sounds great. It sounds crisp. This one sounds perfect, placement wise. Like obviously the bass itself is on point, but like damn, it sounds like this belongs in the song, and that's so rare. At least for me, <laughs> like double bass is just it's it's musical masturbation, really. And 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 this sounds like it was written within the song. Like they almost wrote parts of the song around that double bass just so they could have it in there. Like that's how great it sounds here. What's what I think is so cool about this song is, you you get the verse
2: and then you get the you get this like everybody stops and then except for the guitar you hear that that riff keeps on going and then and then it jumps into the other the other verse and it goes everybody's so infatuated and you're like okay that that's a really cool transition you know it goes crazy you just get that guitar riff then it goes right back into into the verse and you're good to go and then it happens again everything stops. For a very split well, actually at that part it doesn't nothing everything stops except for the drums this time, and it's only the the, the bass drums that are going. It's it's that double bass. It's the, the it's just super fucking fast and it just totally throws you off. Like you You can't really think of another I can't even think of another song in any genre where the double bass is essentially a solo. As brief as it is, it's essentially a solo in this song and it's just—it's so crazy. It, it's just—it's so unconventional, and it—it it was a ball. It was a very bold thing for them to do to throw that specific part into a song like this. It just doesn't D- make any double sense. Bass but is it just, works. It's,
1: it's stupid. It, honestly, it, like double bass is just dumb. It, it, yeah, it can be very stupid. It's—it's it's because but, like like if you need a double bass to to push the song that that aggressively forward. Like the bass, the guitar, the percussion, everyone else is not doing their job, but here, like everybody else, is doing their job, and that is again just like another accent, another another nuance that he is adding to the song. You take that double bass away, and like the song still slays; it's still fucking great. But you Mm. have that in, and it's just good God, man, it's nasty stuff.
2: And one thing that makes Joey's drumming so great um, with Slipknot is that. He obviously he's he's amazing at playing you know the, the the double bass pedal, but he he doesn't just do it constantly. Like you listen to a lot of death metal songs, speed metal songs, what thrash even, you know it's just the entire three minute three and a half minute song is just constantly just a double bass just going the entire time. But he does it in in small increments. He he plays the double bass to the song, to accent the song, but every once in a while he'll do something crazy like on Heretic Anthem. Where he does play it consistently through most of the song, and like you said, it it works, it works in this song because everybody else has stepped it up, and it everything else sounds so great. But Joey is just he just knows, he just knows how to write a goddamn fucking drum part. He's like he's like Dave Grohl. He's the Dave Grohl of metal, you know. Dave Grohl can write. He writes amazing drum parts, but he does it in more of an alternative rocks, or maybe heavy metal, you know, kind of way. But Joey just, Joey is just something else, man. I uh, love his drumming. It's true.
1: Like 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 the more the more I listened this week, with and without Joey, I just I just, I just kind of like like gravitated towards what is happening when he's not going crazy. Like what is he doing when he's not going crazy? To to, I don't know. Like like the. The obvious parts of, of like, okay, obviously he's going crazy here. Obviously he's he's throwing in fills. What is he doing when he's not when he's mid verse, right? When the when there's a yeah. verse happening, when when he's he's done his fill in the beginning and he'll transition out of the verse with with, with whatever he's doing. What is he doing mid verse? And like that's that's really where he shines is, is these mid verse parts. He's adding these little nuance that that are humble but very busy. And and yeah, that, that's that's totally. like the best way to even I don't know, I guess describe it is, is Travis Travis Barker adds a lot of busyness and he's great, it's fine. But the, shut the fuck up, man, because the band you're playing with can't match what you're doing. And Travis Barker yeah. can't write for shit. Just can't do it. Well
2: see I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. He just can't. And, and he has some th- great parts
1: though. He has great parts. But he can't write anything because Enema of the State is fucking unlistenable, for God's sakes. Because of him, <laughs> unlistenable. I can't even do yeah, it. It's a little rough sometimes, so yeah. And the only reason why Toy Page is 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 so great is because like now Mark and Tom are stepping it up. Why are we even talking about Blink? But then like self entitled is Tom so Blink. great because Mark and Tom now have have reached their like musical peak. But Travis is still doing the same shit he's done since Enema. It's just now he has a band that can kind of like reel a man and focus his energy in places they want him to do. Like Slipknots Iowa, they're not focusing Joey into what they want him to do. It's like the opposite. Joey is telling them what he wants them to do as a band. And like coming off of Slipknot, Slipknot, where you say he's writing a lot of this music, it's like, okay, now Joey is, is finally imparting his wisdom onto the band. And now the band is finally writing music to where Joey wants him to write music. And Joey's just, Joey can do it all. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He'll make it rain now if he wants to make it rain. And so now the (laughs) band is writing music the way Joey wants him to write music. And Joey's an afterthought. Humble, humble, busy.
2: Hey, man, I'm with you. And what I love about his parts is that you hear a a lot of busy drummers. They do all the same fills. They do all the same little tricks. Travis is the same way. Travis Barker does a lot of the same tricks. What's so unique, or what was so unique about Joey was that you listen to any Slipknot song and that he ever did and he has very everything's different it's busy but everything is different everything is nuanced differently everything he doesn't do the same like double bass tricks he doesn't do the same you know snare fills or, or or tom or anything he never he never does really anything the same and that's what i i think is just so unique and so great about him is that he never truly truly repeats himself on any song i mean not to say, i mean he had another band after he after he was fired from slipknot um that was, way, that was like a death metal band. I mean, and his drumming on, that, on those songs, on that, those two records, are fucking insane, but it is very death metal oriented. So he played to that, that style. Like Slipknot is where he could just do whatever the fuck he wanted, but the other bands he was in, he was kind of pigeonholed. Like Sinsanum, he played in after Slipknot, was all death metal. Uh, Murder Dolls was more punk based, so he played more punk drumming than what he ever did in slipknot so that's another thing that makes him so great is that he can play to the genre of music i love that i fucking I, love
1: it i, I agree I, I he's get the it. best uh, i
2: get it oh damn so oh so the heretic anthem the way the song starts off as well you know it's the <laughs> it's sid on the turntables it's the the countdown and then he 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 scratches it back to the six 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 and then he yeah. lets it run out once it hits the one then joey comes in with with the the, the um the hi-hat that's and then it just fucking builds a little bit and then explodes i love it i, I it's a great it's such a stupid silly intro but i fucking love it so <laughs> it's fun it's exciting
1: yeah, this this band is 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 fun even though they're gimmicky as shit, they're it's it's still fun. It's still a group of guys that are that are living the dream, that came from yeah. from Iowa. I don't even know who the fuck Iowa is to be honest. And then I don't know. I don't know what a quail is. I don't know who the fuck a quail is. What the fuck is Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so lyrically,
2: you know, we were we kind of mentioned, you know, it it's it's kind of a cheesy story, probably exaggerated a bit, but. The record label came to them after the first record and said, we need you to write a a radio-friendly hit, a radio-friendly song. And they said, you know, fuck you. We're going to do whatever we want. Which, you know, they probably didn't say. Um, So then they wrote this song. um, And that's where, you know, if you're 555, then I'm 666. Because they're cool. Because it's the devil's number. (sighs) But, I don't know. Let's play a little bit of the Heretic Anthem and then move on. Okay. I'm good. All right, so here is the Heretic Anthem from the (laughs) Slipknots.
0: Beat winner. I want to be a sinner and not a live for the industry killer I'll kill this man that you don't understand I'm a suicide party and I'm guaranteed to fucking snap It's suicidal, it's what I like Breakdowns, I'm sad Everybody down for me for miles away from face to face. I ever got a thing to say. I believe for this and I believe for you. So you look at my face like I'm somebody new. Joy, nobody wants anything I've got. Which is why because i made of everything I got. If you're fine, five, five, good, sex, sex, sex. Whatever five
2: the Heretic Anthem from Slipknot. Do we have anything else on this song?
1: Uh, no. Alright.
2: So, that is your... That was your
1: 3B, right? Yeah, we can, we can call it my 3B. Cause I have two 4Bs so, no 3B.
2: Well then, what's your other? What's the other B then? Skin
1: ticket, baby. Really, it's that high? Skin ticket, Holy homie. Shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into this then.
1: There's a couple cool parts of this. So for for one, I, I I like the soundscapes created in this intro. A lot of yeah. cool like ambient noises and those big percussive drums. And this is where it comes in. There's a lot of like cool percussion in this song, more so than you would normally hear up front. This is one where you like you hear these big fucking. I don't know. I don't know if I am saying it right. But the timpanies, tim, Timpani. timpany. sounds weird. Timpani, yeah. Timpany. Am I just saying it too nasally? Timpany. <laughs> I think you are. I think you are. You are trying to make it too complicated. Timpany. The pronunciation. Yeah. Too complicated. Like those those big fucking drums that they're playing. Man, they didn't do this shit in the. I mean, they they didn't do it this aggressively up front in Slipknot. Slipknot. This is right there. It is. It is loud. It's like, it's essentially a lead part and, and, and Instead of a guitar Like throwing down some cool riff You hear these timpanies, you, <laughs> you you hear them loud You hear them fucking loud, it's so cool <laughs> And this is like no, deep right. in the album And it, it's kind of like, oh, why do we need fucking so many percussionists When you have a drummer And it's like, okay, maybe you don't need like two of them To do this one little part But damn, this part sounded so cool It sounded so rad. I loved it so much. You're right. It's fucking
2: cool. This song is almost seven minutes long and it's really just a build up song. Like there's no there's no proper verse chorus kind of thing. It it just it it starts out like you said with the soundscapes, the timpani, the the, there's a ton of percussion in this. And it's more of it's more of an experimental song, like a experimental sounding song. It's a it's about just kind of creating like uh, I hate using the word like creating a vibe,
1: Ooh, creating vibe-age. a sort of vibe, creating
2: a, a a kind of um. Yeah, I guess vibe is the lack of a, a tone. better word. There's a tone here. Tone, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You yeah. can say tone instead of vibe. It sounds less dumb, cliche. <sighs> nah, that's true. That's true. But
2: it it gets crazy. It gets wild. You know, zero. Like just just the way that that Corey just kind of that he doesn't whisper the lyrics but he just is kind of very calm about it. And then he gets louder and crazier and he's just like screaming his head off This song. Uh, this is a song that you have to listen to. I feel many times to really get the ins and outs of it and, and really get the nuance of it because this is not just like a throwaway. I mean, yeah, it's not a throwaway song. It's not a playlistable song. It's just, it sits well in the, in the track list and it's it,
1: necessary. It kind of like like on the surface it is a throwaway song, because if you if you're just listening to it and, and I mean you're tired at this point we're we're eleven tracks deep, you know this song this album's over an hour long, so so you're you're a little tired you're a little tired, this is a sort of, of of surface throwaway song, but but there's a lot of nuance to this there's there's a lot going on. I I love it those those vocals that that Corey throws out I. I I thought he sounded like Jonathan Davis from Korn. There's a lot oh, of yeah. things that he was doing on um, this this song specifically more than any song that i have ever heard Slipknot do. I thought he was channeling his inner JD because the shit that he pulls this is the same stuff that Jonathan Davis pulls. Like like throughout Korn's uh, discography, where where he goes from different singing like lows to highs to whisper to actual singing to talking to whatever it is, like that's mm-hmm. that's the sound that that like that JD owns like that's fucking his sound he owns that shit I think Corey Taylor was kind of channeling a little bit of that
2: I think I think you're totally right and whenever you read interviews of, of this era of the band especially the, the self-titled record one of their biggest influences was that first Corn record every member talks about how much that that first record changed their their musical style and what how they how they viewed music at the time that corn record changed everything it changed a lot of things and it it sucks not enough people give it credit
1: it's 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 funny because even like even like the neighbors where we we all differ on on musical taste and whatever and and make fun of each other for whatever band that we like at the time but but we all i mean even me a big time corn demeanor i guess (laughs) i don't hate them i didn't mean them and, and, and Only and because I them. like them so much. That is also a big part of it, but yeah. but like I don't know, we all come together on on Corn's Corn and, and Blind. I mean, the first thing that you hear from Corn, right? Their first album, the first song, Blind. It, it's Like, what the fuck? How? What? Yeah. What is this? What is going on here? Coming that off the coattails of like grunge, <laughs> and, and now we're getting into this weird metal stuff. But it's not like hair metal of the '80s. That we, I don't. I don't want to get into the whole Corn thing, but. There are definitely similarities relevant. between Slipknot and Korn, and especially the vocal part of this specific song. And I like that. I dig that. I dig that that you can pay homage to people that have inspired you, but then take what you've heard, not like steal it, but like make it your own and transition it, transition it into a specific sound of your own band. And Slipknot mm-hmm. is its own entity outside of Korn, but... Like there may not be a slipknot without corn, right? So, like that's kind of cool. I dig that. I think Corey
2: draws on Jonathan Davis on this song, on the song Iowa, on the song Scissors from the first record. There is a lot of Jonathan Davis kind of um, vocal similarities, like you are saying. You know, the the whispering, the the, the highs, the the dynamics, the, really the dynamics of Jonathan Davis's vocals. Corey kind of channels. Into this Into these particular songs um, Yeah I mean It, it makes sense Corn, What Korn was doing At the On that first record Was just so Unbelievably different There's no band At the time That sounded like Korn Like you can't, You can't even find There's nobody There's nobody That fucking sounds like them Still to this day Yeah no, To this I... day Yeah there's nobody That sounds like Korn it, It's remarkable That nobody's been able To imitate that sound It's it's bizarre just like so the opening crazy.
1: to fucking blind is just it's so yeah. it's so recognizable, right? Just and it's so it's so simple. five seconds into blind, five seconds into blind, you know what it is.
2: Yeah. Just that ride symbol. It's just the fucking ride symbol. That's all it is. <laughs> the first thirty five seconds of that song is just a ride symbol before the guitar comes in. It's 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 insane. It's insanity to start your record that way. And I to know, have that be your first single.
1: They're not the greatest band of all time, but it they is the greatest band of all time. I mean, that's a silly boy talk, but
2: corn's corn is the greatest record to ever be made.
1: That's funny. That's cute. I love,
2: I love telling that to people that don't really know me that well. And you could, you see, you see that, that look in their face very briefly. Like, like they're so taken aback and then they're trying to be nice to me and say, Oh yeah, it's a good record. And they're just, they're like, what the fuck are you? They think I'm a total fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I, love, I-, I love like, I love springing that on people. That just so, oh, like, <laughs> just unexpected.
1: <laughs> like they think, oh yeah, that's a good record, or they say that's a good record. Do you think they've actually heard the, <laughs> like the record in its entirety, or just that they
2: they don't think it's that good? But they just because I say it's so great, they just kind of say, oh yeah, that's good. You know, you know, how people are. Uh, yeah. You know, when you don't like something, and you know somebody loves something, and you're like, oh yeah, that's that's good. That's okay. That's, fu- that's that's cool. But then there's always that that split second where you split second where you can tell like. They just they don't know what to do or what to say to you because what you said is so stupid. It, I mean that is so, so stupid. Yes, I meant to say crazy. Well, not stupid, but
1: well, the way you said is stupid. Yes, Corns Corns is the greatest album of all time. That is stupid. Yes, correct. Yes. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, anyway,
1: back to Skin Ticket. Actually, speaking of you're of, uh, of of Iowa, if we're talking about the greatest albums of all time, right? So mm-hmm. so. Iowa has a has has an actual connection to the actual greatest uh album of all time which obviously is Pinkerton. Am I right? Am I right? right. I'm right.
2: Well, I mean, that's wrong.
1: Wait, so, if so, if right means wrong then, yeah. So the tie in is just the studio they recorded at. That's it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they recorded
2: <laughs> Oh, they oh, they recorded the this at Sound City, right? Yeah. Part of Pinkerton
1: yeah. was recorded at Sound City.
2: Well, I mean, so many so many records are recorded there.
1: I mean, just a, uh, just a, uh, just a, uh, would you crack open there, buddy?
2: No, I cracked open a Cruise Light.
1: Oh, uh, you got a lime? No, fuck no. I'm not a savage. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. There you go. <laughs> the, the actual greatest album of all time was recorded at the same studio, Sounds partly you... as, as Iowa. Oh. Uh...
2: Okay. I th- I, at first, I thought you were going to say Indigo Ranch, and I thought, no way, they Weezer ever recorded at Indigo Ranch. But then that's the first record. Mm hmm. I, I wish that place was still around, but. Which is great. Whatever.
1: But not the best.
2: Well, that's wrong. Uh, lyrically, what, would, what do we have on Speed ticket?
1: There would be no Iowa if it wasn't for Pinkerton action, and I think about it. <laughs>
2: what's this connection right what are you gonna say i don't know what stupid i was thing just i was
1: just i was just saying that i don't know <laughs> actually i don't have any i don't have anything there I don't know. nothing at all it's such a nah. dumb thing to say <laughs> i just wanted to keep talking about pickerton that's that's it, <laughs> that's it.
2: <laughs> oh shit yeah. okay so what do you have lyrically on skin ticket
1: uh, skin ticket. I think this is his his way of 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 saying like, uh, not know, come at me. Like here I am. I'm fucking surviving. This is, and then reading more about Corey Taylor's past. It's like, god damn, bro. Like he's he even put through the ringer for for quite a long time. And so yeah. I, I think this oh, yeah. is a song of 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 he is he is saying, I, I'm the outro. Keeping myself alive. Here's who I am come see my cage come see who I am but I'm still like very fucked up I'm still very hurt I'm still very sad but this is who I am
2: I kind of got that this is just about his his depression about being beaten down his entire life mentally emotionally physically at, at points and how you know it's gotten to the point where he feels like death is the only way out I mean the the cage the cage that you're referring to the cage is his mind, and he can't escape his mind, so the only way out is is through suicide or death. That's what I got from it. And the 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 title "Skin Ticket" is, I don't know. I, I think that's a great title for if he's talking about suicide. I don't know. I, I think that's a it's an interesting title related to suicide. If that makes any sense, I don't know.
1: I don't know but, what skin ticket would be like. Skin ticket, like what, I don't know like what that specifically would would have been if if we're talking about like like suicide, like a ticket. You think you you give somebody a ticket to get in some place,
2: like like your like your your body, your skin is your ticket into the other world through death, maybe. Like you're ex- you're exchanging your physical body, your skin. You're exchanging that that vessel. To go to a different a different plane of existence. So that's your ticket into that existence. That's kind of how I interpreted it. I mean it's probably completely wrong, but I don't know. That's what I got. Okay. I don't know. Um all right. So that was your four B, is that correct? Or
1: your four four B? Yeah. Three or slash four (laughs) B. I kind of like Heretic Anthem as my three B. After we talked about it, I was I'll probably put that as my three B. Actually, I'm gonna yeah, change it right Gantham now. Boom, boom, better, boom. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you said the shape doesn't
2: really sit anywhere for you. It's kind of a low B. We don't have the to shape, get into it. The
1: shape is a low B. I think the first verse is boss. A lot of cool noises. It Builds mm-hmm. a creepy tone. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's not. It's not like a like a, a greater B. But it's still a really good song, and I really do like it. So what i what I think is so interesting. I mean, I don't want to talk
2: about this too much because it's not your not a banger for you. But what I, I think is so interesting about this song is that the the verses are very the way he's singing is not it's like talking. It's almost like a monologue, and and the drums are just kind of this like da 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 da. da. It's just very it's it's very kind of simplistic. And then it drops into this big, like, open-aired kind of chorus, you know, separate, I've lost my only way, um, see the shape broken and thrown away, and then it drops back into those those kind of weird kind of, they're just, this is a really bizarre sounding song, but it's, once it hits the bridge, the bridge to me is one of the most aggressive, heaviest parts of this entire record. This right here makes this entire song, and that Joey's is pretty drumming. Dope. That bridge is dope. It's fucking. Oh, it's so. It's so violent. It's so aggressive. Joey's not doing anything crazy. He's just hitting the drums as hard as he can. He's playing a pretty straightforward beat, but Corey's vocals are are just so so intense. Like he's, like he wants to just either rip somebody's face off or he just wants to completely destroy himself and just kill himself you know, the the some of the lyrics in this bridge are, I mean, as kind of cheesy as they sound, it makes, I mean, it doesn't matter because it's the way he's expressing it that, that makes it so intense. But I don't want to do this anymore. Everything's shit. Everything's been taken, forsaken. Got to start it over because I'm hearing it backwards. Don't make sense. Don't feel better. Who's better? It's not that simple. It's like he's like talking to himself in his in his mind. He's talking to himself in his mind and it's just this this back and forth dialogue And I just, it's just, it's so fucking intense. And then it drops back into one of those choruses again. This is a song that when I was growing up, I never really cared for. But as the years have gone on, it's just grown on me so much because just how how kind of misplaced it is on the record. It 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 doesn't really belong on the record. But then it gets so intense at a point that it does. It's just, it's a very confusing song. But I I love it for that reason.
1: So... That bridge yeah. I really do like I, I, I think it builds It builds like overall tone well That that sort of mm-hmm. like staccato Machine gun like guitars I, I, I think that helps build tone I think mean, that helps build into like What you were saying I, I think there is a lot to this To this song That is really great And I did enjoy it a lot um, Not, I don't But know. I, I
2: get why it's a lower B though It's a lower I B I totally understand Yeah there's just it's hard because you know i i've liked this i've loved this record for so long that a lot of these songs shift and change in my in my as a banger like at a certain point i am hated was like one of my favorite songs on this record now it's like my 10b but it's just like all these songs just constantly go in and out of favor for me because i just as the years go on i I just i just relate to them differently like i don't know mentally emotionally not lyrically at all but you just, you hear it, you well, hear a song lyrically. one day and it, and maybe a lyric, I don't know, but I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a great song. Great fucking record. That's what so makes let's, like, let's like, let's a, like, a,
1: like a good record, like a great record is, 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 is like Pinkerton. Go back to Pinkerton. <laughs> there, there, Pinkerton. There, are, there are tracks that, that I, I, I love and then I hate and then I love get you for instance, probably like the easiest it's one. The, one. the, but like, it's the easiest song to either hate or to love. There's yeah. really, like, no in-between with Get You. Get You's always, you know, like, oh, I fucking love Get You. That's, like, their best song on the album. Or it's like, ah, I wish I wasn't there. Like, that's an easy one to get over or to love. But, like, Pinkerton is, is an album that I, I go back and forth with, which is my favorite, which is my least favorite, which is who I love, which I don't love. And, like, you're right. It's just, it, the older we get or, or the way we transition in our lives, things mean differently. And yeah. I don't have as much nostalgia. I really have no nostalgia actually with Iowa, so I, I i don't I don't see that that progression or regression, I guess, with some of these songs, but for now, like this <laughs> yeah. this is what I have. But it is interesting to see or hear like how how your bangers changed over time or or songs you you've loved now are like, okay, that's kind of like bottom tier or vice versa. That's interesting. I like that. That's cool. That what makes like a great album a great album.
2: I agree, and 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 also I think you and I can actually I know you and I can both relate on this to this one, but blinks blink the self titled record, you know they're I mean I, I mean I know I know Asthenia is your favorite. Always is like has always been my favorite, but other outside of those two songs, at least for me, and I think for you, the bangers are always changing. Like always some changing. songs I love love you know easy target for a long time was a favorite of mine and then for a long time i did not at there was a <laughs> bottom bottom <laughs> tier banger for me you know it's just it what, there's just some records out there that you know they they, they change with your uh your emotional
1: and mental state just, it just clicks older. i yeah. i miss you was a fucking perfect like example of that like thing like for a long time i miss you was just like, uh, I just don't want to fucking listen to it because it's so drawn out. It's so cliche. It's so I'm so over it. But it's a good song, man. It's, just it's so really good fucking song. good. It's so catchy. It is so well written. Everything about that song is so well crafted. I want not get into Blink's Blink or I Miss You. so Or Pinkerton. Or Pinkerton right. again. God damn, this is just fucking... <laughs> But to even breathe the, 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 these albums in the same breath as, as Iowa, Slipknot's Iowa, you know Weezer's Pinkerton, Blink's Blink, like that's you know, pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah, it right. was pretty big shoes to fill. You are right. So,
2: what is your? Um, oh, you, you said your four B was uh, skin the skin
1: tickets. Yeah. What was your four of uh, the shape? Nope. 3B no, was the, shade. the shape 4B was, my, was the, the anthem, sh- heretic anthem. This is the yeah, heretic yeah, yeah, yeah. anthem. Tell all your friends now. <laughs> so fucking annoying. 5B. What's your 5B? 5B is everything ends.
2: Everything ends. Okay, that's my that's my 5B as well. Oh, damn, girl. You were all fucked and overrated. I think I'm going to be sick and it's your fault. I hate oh. the lyrics, but it sounds so cool when he says them.
1: <laughs> it's so it's so demeaning. It's so, it's so like aggressively like derogatory, but it's also sad, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, it's so, it's so, I don't, I'm not fucking Dr. Phil over here who's probably the greatest psychiatrist has ever been, uh, ever. <laughs> um, but it, it's so, it's so, what do what do you call it? Projecting. It's so projecting. It is. Right. Yeah. You're, you're wrong, fucked and overrated. I think I'm going to be sick and it's your fault. Like that's, And I feel like that's projecting. That's him being so fucked up with himself. So, so not at, so not okay with himself that he's not blaming other people and telling other people how much they're bad, but not realizing that, I don't know, maybe there's a middle ground there. I don't know. I really love putting the chorus in the intro. Also, it makes the choruses later on mean more. And we just don't, you don't, you don't see that often. Like if ever, like, like, very very rarely do you see that and the intro in on this one is super sloppy it's fucking weird it doesn't really fit none of the other later choruses sound like the intro chorus i fucking no. love that i love that so much as, as much as
2: i don't like songs where where it's just like the vocalist that's kind of starts the song it works it works in this context just because the song itself is just fucking awesome this record is is another level great um but yeah normally I wouldn't like this kind of stuff the chorus starting like that with with core with the vocalist singing singing it but it works it it does work the well, first verse of Wait though, and
1: Bleed right doesn't Wait and Bleed start off with that stupid fucking It does yeah Wait and Bleed uh, does it too that's it a shitty song me. too but that does, but that doesn't so shitty though come on the intro to Wait and Bleed like do you think that's great do you think that could be better
2: um it could be Better, but it's still fucking fantastic.
1: Oh, I just I can't stand it. I really just don't like it. Like the intro to this, the intro to everything ends the way it is sloppy. Kind of similar to Wait and Bleed. It works. It works because this song is sloppy. The song is the song is like aggressively sloppy. The song is aggressively, I don't know, confrontational.
2: You know, until this week, I never knew the lyric. The first line of that that chorus was. You are wrong, fucked, and overrated. I always thought it was you're all fucked and overrated. I think I like I'm my version and better. And
1: you're, you're all, all fucked. Fucked and, and overrated. Instead of
2: you are wrong, fucked, and overrated.
1: I like mine better.
2: Your version but, makes
1: it more childish, which I guess would play more into th- kind of like the 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 theme of the album. Not necessarily yeah. childish, but very very uh, honest, right? Dumbed but down. also,
2: you know, when I first heard this, I was what, 14 years old. So I was a kid, you know, 13, 14 years old when this record came out. I'm thinking like a kid. So that's how I've always, that's how I always, I've always remembered the lyric. So that could be it too. but true. I do like the, the first part, the, the lyrics in the first part of the, the first verse where it, it's got the lyrics. I think they're so cool. A shallow skin. I can paint with pain. I mark the trails on my arms with your disdain. Every day it's the same. I love you, hate you, but I guess I don't care anymore. I I love those lyrics, mm. just the just the the angst and the the anger and hatred that he has for this person. It just shows right there. So the way he angsty. screams it too. It is so angsty, but the way he screams it, I fucking love it. It sounds so rad. It sounds so fucking good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some cool like subtle soundscapes in the chorus too here I, I I can't I couldn't tell exactly what they were, and I listened to this record not just on my vinyls, but also on headphones because okay. of this specific song. There was this like it sounds it's like, like a, a drone. It sounds like a guitar just wailing away on like the highest note possible, but yeah like a drone yeah. with the a ding. ton of feedback
2: it's right it's just like this kind of like know what the fuck it's kind of it de- it's kind of like a descending note yeah yeah i know exactly what you're talking about that
1: was so cool
2: i love it it's that. so rad but there, i mean really when you if you listen to this record with headphones or earbuds you can hear so much going on in the background like if you really take out the, the guitars and the drums you can hear there's just so much There's so much craziness going on on this entire record, especially when you get to like the slower songs like skin ticket uh, and Iowa, especially God damn. What, what Craig does on those songs is unreal. It's so fucking rad. Like Craig is truly an underappreciated member of this band because he just, he adds so much um, depth to the songs, not just nuance, but depth to these songs and i swear if you take out all say you take out all of his parts from any slipknot song it's not going to sound the same at all every song has has something unique about it because of craig's craig's soundscapes and and sampling whatever he's
1: doing he's truly underrated i would i would i would agree i would agree i i, I think that that a lot of of slipknot i mean when you have fucking nine guys in your group right there's there's a reason for that for for X amount of years, it's not just because they're your homies. It's business. This Slipknot is a business. They're there to make money yeah. ultimately. They're to support their families. So if somebody's not pulling their weight, then the chances of them leaving are, are are greater. And because there's been so many guys in their band for so long, everybody's bringing something. So then you think like, what are you bringing to the table? Second percussionist, turntableist. I don't hear any DJ scratching. But then you hear songs like you said, like Iowa. It's fucking fifteen minutes long, dude. And then you hear like, okay, I get it. I get what you're bringing in that song. Let me go back and listen to see if you're bringing the same thing in that song as as you did in like other songs. And they fucking do. Every song is layered to a point where it's it's humble, but but nuanced. Much like Joey, it's it's humble, but like it's nuanced. They're adding things in there that you don't pick up on the first listen because you're listening for vocals ultimately drums and then guitar and bass yeah you know but there's still what four or five other guys in the band that are <laughs> doing know. things so it's
2: yeah you're you're right and it's funny like when when you read also when you read about Sid the guy the turntableist. you know he was he was only brought into the band because of his energy because he he was he used to go to Slipknot shows just to be crazy and just to get wild with the crowd and and the band liked it so much that they're like you know join the band he's essentially like a hype man for the band and you watch any live performance he's very rarely at his uh at his station uh at the turntables doing anything he's usually in the crowd running around the stage doing something insane jumping off of like a 10-foot wall you know that's just the kind of shit he does so he's like the hype man craig is the one who like I feel he does like all the, the background stuff. Like every member has their, their specific role in this band, whether it's music or whether it's performance or whatever, you know, it's, this band is so unique. It's, it's so cool. I love this band.
1: Yeah. They're,
2: they they're something else. They're something yeah. else. Should we play a little bit of everything ends? What, what do you want to do? Uh, how many more songs do we have to do or talk about?
1: We got like half more. I, I these are all my lower B's. I would like to get into Iowa for at least a minute. Okay. Because it's fifteen minutes long. It's it's not like a yeah. B because I'm not gonna play that shit. It's gonna break up any kind of playlist I have. But fuck, man, that is a banger of a song. That is so fucking good. That is amazing. That is the perfect closer you could have for this album. I agree. I. I <laughs> it it's is a so song... good.
2: It's a song that just like builds and, and drops and builds and drops. And it doesn't, it, I, it doesn't really go anywhere. It just kind of takes you on this weird, fucked up trip. That's what it does. There's heavy moments. There's crazy soundscapes. There's, there's a bit of everything on this song outside of like guitar solos. You know? It has everything else. Yeah. It's a it, fucking and, insane song.
1: In much of the way like like Daddy right from your from your boys like put you on like a journey and after you're done listening to that one you're like wow what the fuck dude i i feel i I just i feel i feel yeah like i felt the same way about iowa i i I didn't feel bad i didn't feel angry i didn't i didn't feel weird i just i i feel feel something i don't know what it is i don't know i don't know yeah it's but and I the like way that.
2: Corey Corey just he go, he's all over the place vocally, with with his talking, his whispering, screaming. Oh, just, it's all he, very deliberate.
1: It's all very deliberate. Yeah. Nothing's just thrown out there. And again, it's fifteen minutes long, and Corey does not sing for fifteen minutes.
2: No, so it's no, very
1: no. it's very very deliberate. He chooses his words wisely. They're not like the greatest of lyrics, but the when when he comes in, how he comes in. Is what makes this song so damn great. Yeah. I, it's I, I love the song so much.
2: It, I think it's fantastic, but I agree with you too. It's not a playlistable song. It's something that can only that should only be listened to in the context of the record to close out the record. Even just listening to the it, listening to the song individually, it's not the same. Like it's you not. have to come off of "New Abortion" metabolic into this "New Abortion" too. The fucking title of that song is. it's so good but it's so fucked and it's just so bizarre but anyway yeah iowa um i also read too uh, Corey taylor did a like a some sort of interview or like an ama read an ama in the last few years in the last few years and he talked about the recording of the song he said that when he was doing the vocals on it um he was completely naked throwing up in the vocal booth cutting himself Fuck was that just to get like the craziest performance out of himself and honestly, I believe it because Ross is that kind of wild and insane that I could see him pushing Corey to do shit like this. so i I really I believe this I believe, truly believe this story.
1: And like ultimately, like like musicians are really no different than 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 like actors, right they it, it's just it's, mm-hmm. it's some type of passion. and you hear about some of these like method actors that really get into the roles. You know, like when when Christian Bale lost all that fucking weight for Memento, and then gained it all back for Batman. Like these are this like crazy fucking things that like a normal person looks at and 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 sees like, dude, you're fucking nuts. Like why would you do that? But then we love those movies. We love the music so much, and like that's yeah. what people do. People die. People die for like public opinion. Really. Yeah, you're,
2: you're you're right.
1: And that is, I I I 100 I believe that that Corey Taylor did these things, and maybe it wasn't just because he wanted to be popular or famous, but I think it's just whatever that 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 thing in their brain chemistry is to make them go that extra distance, that extra length for people's uh, I don't want to say acceptance, but for people's. Uh,
2: Intriguement, at- right attention attention yeah really. yeah i think i think that there's a little bit of attention seeking but i think it's also it's that mixed with some trauma uh mixed with uh you know drugs alcohol you know all these things because like we talked about at the beginning of uh, beginning of the episode all the guys were strung out they were all fucked up constantly they hated each other there's just i mean that's another reason why i believe it because it's a way of, for him to to kind of let it all out. I mean, we we knew people back when we were teenagers that would cut themselves and would do certain things, self mutilation, because they um, they that was their kind of way of getting their anger and frustration out. I mean, I didn't I didn't understand it. it I never did. I thought it was, I just wasn't. I didn't understand it at all. Let's just say that. Um, but people did it, and they scarred themselves for life because of it. You know. I just, it, it's just one of those
1: things. <laughs> this, is, this is the price you pay, I guess, for like, for like really, really jumping into the role. And again, I, I, I don't think it's any different than like method acting. Even like fucking De Niro, dude. When De Niro played uh, the, the, the boxer in Raging Bull, how much like weight he gained and muscle and just how like kind of crazy he won in his own mind. Like these are, these are, you know, these are the prices I never you saw pay. Raging Bull. I never oh my saw God. Raging Bull.
2: I know, I know, I
1: know. It's stupid, I know. Okay, I well, that's all right, that's fine. No, honestly, I, see, like, I know like the, I, I should see it. I, I know I should see it. Honestly, like the only reason why I've seen, like like if you just Google like the top fucking, the AFI top 100 of all time, the only reason why I've seen all of those is because when I worked at Blockbuster, I was just renting movies left and right, and so it was yeah. just easy for me to watch like Casablanca or, or fucking... <sighs> Talk about an overrated movie. I'm fucking! Uh, what's your other? What's the other favorite movie that you love don't so much? That, that don't I, that say. I, I, what, I, Gone don't with the wind. It. Oh god.
2: Ah, Gone with the wind. One of the greatest
1: movies ever made. Ugh. Yeah, there's there's a lot of parts to that movie that are great, but yeah, dude, come on. <sighs> that 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 main female lead. Ugh. Ugh. Scarlet.
2: Ugh. 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 Damn. I I I mean that is just a masterpiece. Ugh.
1: I haven't watched it.
2: I haven't watched it in a couple of years. I'll probably watch it this weekend. Yeah, besides, I'm gonna watch Gone with the Wind, yeah.
1: Besides like Ben Hur, I think I think Gone with the Wind has like the coolest set piece I've ever seen in my life. Like Ben Hur that, that chariot, just the the this the pan out of all the soldiers dead on the field. Oh yeah. On like yeah. that was or the, it keeps town. panning. It keeps panning and panning and panning. Like okay, and it was how all many, real? How many it was more can they say? How many more can they lay? How many more can they lay? <laughs> but like the coolest set piece and tragic too, but like Ben Hur, the chariot race, man, they built a fucking Coliseum to actually erase yeah. To race horses? To race chariots? What do you race? Do you race a chariot or do you race a horse?
3: Well,
1: you race horses, but you're on a chariot riding the horse. But it's not like a horse race. It's like a chariot race. You just have the horses pulling you.
2: I don't well, know. I mean, but what, it's still
1: a horse race. But like you're not what, betting on the, the horses. You're betting on the chariot. It's like having a Ford Mustang. It's like having a Chevy Camaro race, but you're not betting on the engine. You're betting on the car, the driver, right?
2: <sighs> i guess uh, i don't i don't think that's a fair comparison why not because it's, it's like saying you know the, the jockeys are the ones who are are who are racing not the horses but it's the yeah, horses you ever seen
1: a fucking horse race without somebody on his back they, they go crazy they go fucking left right up down underground but they swim. Why do you think
2: it's called why do you think it's called a horse race and not a jockey
1: race I've never been to a horse. Race. Do, are, are all horse races? Do they have somebody on the back, or are they just do they, they don't just like release horses? Do they? <laughs> <laughs> Did it? no,
2: no. You're thinking of dog. Ra- you're thinking of dog racing. They, they do honestly, dog I racing. have no
1: fucking idea. I literally, in my mind, right now, if somebody told me that, like, do they actually <laughs> release horse? They no. There's, no way. there's no, no, no way. No, 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 no. Every horse has horses. a jockey on the back, right? Yeah, or they have
2: them on a little chariot. You've seen that shit too, right? But like, but there's never a horse race where it's just
1: wild Which horses. Is, no, no, okay. no, 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 Not no, like no, dogs where they chase a little rabbit thing going around.
2: No. Isn't that weird? Like the dog racing thing. That's like, that's like the lowest of the low. That's like, like rock yeah, bottom. Yeah, that's fucking like, poor people shit. Like, if, I'm going bet, to bet on
1: horses, bro, with a fucking guy <laughs> in the back of it. Dog races. Throw a fucking <laughs> if, pack of bologna out there. See how, <laughs> who cares? Dogs. If you're betting
2: on dog racing, man. You're, you're. You've, you've really hit below rock bottom. <laughs> like, <That's laughs> there, like nothing good has ever come out of dog
1: racing. Dude, the first it's episode of The Simpsons bizarre. is about dog racing. Oh, God. It's stupid. It Horse racing stupid, too. Horse racing is equally as fucking stupid and terrible and awful and should be God. banned. I don't, I don't know how the fuck any kind of like animal racing is still like legal uh, in, know, in, right? in the most of like the, the free world. It boggles my mind.
2: Yeah, it's bizarre. There's totally. so many
1: things to bet on. So many things to bet on. Like, why the fuck? Like, you how, can literally how? bet on anything. You anything. can literally bet on anything. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, it's very stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I guess, I don't know. I guess we're in a record wrap up here. It feels an like <sighs> appropriate time. Yeah.
2: We're, we're, ta- we're talking about dog racing. So I, yeah. I think we've, I think we've reached <laughs> the end of the line. I think here. we've
1: hit rock bottom here.
2: Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. So, so let's give our final thoughts on Slipknots, Iowa. And then we will rate this record based off, based off of our world-famous three-point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. I, I
1: like I like albums that do something. I like albums that take me someplace. I like albums that that make me feel, that make me question, whether it be, be a political thing, a religious thing, just an interpersonal thing, or just, I don't know. Make me think, like, wow, man, you got fucked up. And that is, that is Iowa. Iowa makes me think, like, wow, dude, you guys got fucked up. You guys, you guys grew up in Iowa, which I looked it up. It's close to like Michigan and Chicago area, which if I, if I was a betting man before I looked it up, I would have put it over like in the the Utah area. Oh, okay. Who who gives a fuck about Iowa? Good God. So, so,
2: one listener who lives in Iowa is probably going to be banging his yeah, head the, the little...
1: one resident of Iowa will be upset yes <laughs> um, I, 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 I enjoy things that make me think not like not necessarily just on an intellectual plane but just make me think like wow what the fuck is happening what were you going through why did you write this much like Ross Robinson maybe why did you do this riff why do you think that riff is good why do you think that placement of that good riff is good a lot of these things going on here in in Iowa is maybe not as 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 catchy, as not as approachable as Slipknot. Slipknot, but I don't think. I don't think I've ever heard in in my life. I don't think I've ever heard anything as hateful. As Iowa on on a on a on a grand, There's a lot of shit grindcore bands that will put out hateful things. Gigi Allen done stuff <laughs> that is hateful yeah. for the sake of being hateful. But I don't think I've ever on a on a. More more popular scale. Have heard anything as hateful as Iowa put out, where everything is is everything is bad on this album. Everybody, everybody's mindset, the way they treated each other, their family life, their personal life, everything was bad. I and mean, this is just a very dark, dark, dark album. And It comes out and it's just fucking so good. It's so melodic. It goes somewhere. Yeah. It does something. It's allowed to breathe. Even the slower songs that I find are are lower Bs. Those are the breathing songs. Let me take a breath. I'm a fucking ex- after after disaster piece and 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 and, and be- people who have shit before. I'm exhausted. Two songs deep. I'm tired. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking tired.
2: And the only the only kind of relief you get in my plague is the chorus. <laughs> That's it's, it. It's catchy. That's it. That's the only relief you get. But then you you drop right into everything ends, and then heretic anthem, and and it's just like you're getting kicked in the face again, and then and then and then you finally get like a proper kind of a proper relaxation, I guess you could say, with gently, you know, you finally get that relief. I guess yeah, relief is the better word. Really gently, yeah. And then it kind of builds more into left behind. It builds more into the shape and then it gets super heavy and fast and i am hated and then and then it's just like chaos again yeah but it it's just like starts dark all over. chaos it's it's not like it's not like fast aggressive chaos it's like dark chaos and, it, and I, it's it's weird it's so fucking strange
1: and, and 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 to compare it to like a lot of like the hardcore melodic hardcore like bleeding through right it's just that's just super aggressive constantly yeah But it's not, like, complex music. It's just aggressive for the sake of being aggressive. So, therefore, it's not quite that aggressive because it doesn't build you up or break you down the way, like, a good movie would. Like, a good slasher, a good movie will build you up, will break you down, will tear at your heartstrings. Whereas, as, like, Bleeding Through, which is still cool, and I, I, I I think I have one album on the vinyls, which is great, and it's fun to listen to, and I just want to kick to start the night with something just stupid aggressive, but that's what it is. It's stupid <laughs> yeah. aggressive. This is, it is. Yeah. this is like a horror movie. This is like a horror movie that, that, that will just never stops. It just never fucking stops. Whatever your scariest movie you've ever seen in your life. This is like, this is it. And the the music equivalent of that. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I've, 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 uh, God, I've just never heard anything like this. I, I, I think maybe Slipknot Slipknot is a better overall album but I think what this did. I'm looking at the. I'm I'm looking at the cover art right now, and I'm not even a religious dude. But dude, that's just fucked up, man. It's just weird. Yeah. I'm I'm looking so at it too. I'm weird. looking at
2: my. I'm looking at my vinyl record right now. It's uh, God. I, I have it perched up on my uh, my record player right now. Yeah, let's uh, it's Honestly. it's a dark looking cover. <laughs>
1: dude, this came out like right before September 11th, too. Just oh
2: yeah,
1: oh. This is one
2: of the albums that was banned. 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 Yeah.
1: Isn't that fucking stupid? God. Oh, of course. That whole that old was the the radio the, the the FCC. Yeah, it was. It was in conjunction with somebody. I don't know who the fuck it was. Maybe it was iHeartRadio or something. I don't know. Somebody stupid. But yeah, it was that was dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I. So what would you this give is, this record? Rating this is wise. this this is a perfect album because there's nothing no. else that sounds like this. There's really nothing else that sounds like this. Wow even like compare, i even like comparing it to like corn's corn, that's still a different album than this same genre same 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 galaxy, same planet, same atmosphere, totally different album,
2: yeah, entirely different,
1: but like in all the best ways I don't know they're they're different but the same as rice, rice fist would say Ray, rice fist say yeah rice fist, <laughs> rice fist <laughs> 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 I really do, man. I, I think this is a perfect album. I, I think this, this did something that, that even still to this day have just never been accomplished. Even though I, I, I dislike much of Korn's discography, I think Korn's Korn did something that is still today, never been touched. And I think new Metal itself is something that's that people write off as, as, as a joke, but that's because they can't do it. Straight yeah, up. and there was some
2: really great stuff to come out of new Metal. I mean... I mean I would say maybe 80% of the shit that came out of that genre was, was trash. But that's that's really any genre. Yeah. You know, you, you look at you could look at 80s metal, you know. But most of that stuff was trash. Uh thrash metal, there's a lot of bad thrash. Fucking metal. think grunge, a lot of bad my god, dude. Grunge, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a shit. lot of it is fucking garbage. Even going back to classic rock, there's a lot of mediocre to bad classic rock music. There are the greats, yeah, but Look at some of the lower, like the B, the B listers. Yeah, Most the Beatles, of the even the sure. B listers suck. Yeah. So I don't know. It's people really give new metal and an unfair shake,
1: and it sucks. It's not. It's really. It's not fair. I think it's just because we're so used to like the pop centric style of writing music and listening to music and digesting music, that that really like the Beach Boys and the Beatles t- helped help to solidify in culture in in, in earth culture that when things are getting different in the nineties, we just kind of like dismiss them. And because we've dismissed yeah. them, we now have what we have today in the 2010s. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. it ain't good. I'll tell you that much.
2: Yeah, most of it's not good. Most of it
1: isn't 80%, right? There
2: you go. That's a good percentage. Mm-hmm. 80% bad, 20% good. Um, all right, so so kind of my my final thoughts. I I mean this record, I was I was there when it came out. I've loved it since it came out. I have major nostalgia for it. So many memories. I mean, I've sat with this record. I mean, I probably listened to this record probably five hundred to a thousand times. Like I I just this record, it means so much. It's it's such a it holds such a special place in my music history. That I mean it's untouchable. This is an untouchable record. This is a perfect record for how unique it is, how dark it is, how aggressive. And I've always said for many, many years, Slipknot is one of the most aggressive bands out there. They're not the heaviest, but they're one of the most aggressive bands that I've ever heard. The the intensity of this band is almost unmatched. There are very few bands or songs that, that can reach the level that the songs on self titled and this record achieve it's it's truly something special, truly something unique that, like we said can will i don't think will ever be replicated ever 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 ever. It's just not so. gonna happen no way. it's like it's like saying somebody's going to recreate zeppelin four or any any of the the great Zeppelin albums you're gonna get Greta van Fleet, but it's never gonna be as good as those iconic Zeppelin records. It won't happen. The classic Beatle records, the, the good Beatle records, Rubber Soul, Sgt. Pepper's, nothing's going to be as good as those. Help. People will try, but it's not going to be good. Van Halen 1, we've <laughs> never seen, I mean, honestly, Jeff, we've never seen any band that has ever matched what they did on Van Halen 1. No, it there, never will. There's nothing even close, nothing even close. And this is another record where nobody's ever going to come close to it. This is truly something unique in music, modern music history it's 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 insane so with that um this is a perfect 3 out of 3 fuck it i i, I don't i don't throw out the perfect 3s very often Except every uh, week that's fine but yeah perfect 3 out of 3 i love sure. this record it's yeah. amazing Gosh, we got a little man. bit earnest but that's fine it's good
1: it got good it, it done got, got, got good it done got good
2: all right, so um, we got anything else on on the Slipknots or anything like that? That's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going into Sad Boy season, so stay tuned for that next week. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of sad songs. Um, so thank you all for listening. You know, you know the drill. Give us five stars, and that's it. That's all. <laughs> I, I wish that place was still around, but which is great. Whatever,
1: but not the best.
2: No, well, that's wrong.
1: Uh, lyrically, what, would, what do we have on skin be, Ticket? There would be no Iowa if it wasn't for Pinkerton Action. Then I think about it. <laughs> what, what, what's this connection? <laughs> right? What are you gonna say? I don't know. I was just, say? I was just, I was just saying that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I don't have any. I don't have anything there. I don't <laughs> Nothing know. at all. It's such a nah. dumb thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to keep talking about pinkerton that's that's it, <laughs> that's it. i've never been to a horse races. Are, are all horse races do they have somebody on the back or are they just do they, they don't just like release horses do they <laughs> <laughs> did it
2: no no you're thinking of dog ra- you're thinking of dog racing they, they do honestly dog i have racing. no
1: fucking idea i literally in my mind right now if somebody told me that like do they actually <laughs> release horse? They, no, there's no way. There's no, no, no way. No, 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 no. There's, Every horse has horses. a jockey on the back, right? Yeah,
2: or they have him on a little chariot. You've seen that shit too, right? But like, but there's never a horse race where it's just wild where horses. Just, no, no, okay. no, no, no.
1: Not no, like dogs where they chase a little rabbit thing going around.
2: No, isn't that weird? Like the dog racing thing, that's like that's like the lowest of the low. That's like. Like rock yeah, bottom. That's fucking like poor I, people's shit. Like if, I'm gonna if bet, bet. I'm gonna bet on
1: horses, bro, with a fucking guy in the back of it. Dog races. Throw a fucking if, pack of baloney out there. See how? Who cares? Dogs. If you're betting
2: on dog racing, man. You're you're you have you really hit below rock bottom. <laughs> like <laughs> that's, there, like nothing good has ever come out of dog racing. Dude, the first it's episode of The Simpsons bizarre.
1: is about dog racing.